can't believe Mitch doesn't like this movie. Well, I guess Mitch is canceled. Episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies we loved in our youth and find out if they're still any good. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. I forgot. I forgot it was me. <laughs> and I'm Pat. Four years, Ash. <laughs> Four years. I'm sorry. I just, your intro was so good, I started spacing out. <laughs> I know. You sounded very Brett. professional. I know, it was so professional. <laughs> hypnotic. It was too professional. It went around the other way and threw everyone else yeah. off. it's it's because he's not in the same room as me yeah sam don't tell him we're not all in the same room all the time when we do this oh sorry spoilers they're supposed to think we're actually friends well we have a guest great transition segue um we have a guest i'm excited to introduce uh both of our date i think it was your debut novel as it well. Was both my of our debut. debut. Yeah, our, both of our debut novels were published by the same publisher. She mm-hmm. is a writer Ooh. and the co-founder of the Writing Block Publishing and Distributing Group that uh, is putting already put is putting out those two anthologies I have short stories in. I'd like to welcome Jackie Castle. Thanks so much for having me. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So Jackie, tell us real quick, uh, we'll talk about this at the end too, but tell us real quick about, so your first book is The Seclusion. Yes, it is. It's a mm-hmm. sci-fi dystopian novel that just came out last September. Uh, it takes place in a future America in the year 2090. Uh, has a bit of a dark I was political say. dystopian vibe, like 1984 <laughs> style. Are you sure it's not nonfiction? I'm sorry, you know, did you say 2019? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a real real trip. Uh, it was written in 2016, and the editing process was taking place around the election. Uh. And uh, yeah, yeah. So it became really cathartic for me to work on that book when when everything was going down. And so mm-hmm. I'm just continuing the series now and pouring all my emotions into the second book in the series. <laughs> and uh, the second book is currently taking pre-orders, correct? It is, and any help there is certainly appreciated. As yeah, Pat so, knows, it's qu- it's quite the slog. Yeah. So uh, why don't why don't you drop a plug for that right now, where people can do that, and then at the end again, we'll have you uh, re- you know reiterate that so people can go get that. Okay, uh, so the second book in my series is currently crowdfunding, and so the goal is to reach 750 pre-orders, and then as soon as that happens, production begins. Uh, I'm currently offering a free copy of the first book for anyone that backs. So, you know, for oh, as low cool. as $10, you get both. Uh, and you can find that on inkshares.com, uh, The Seclusion Part 2, or you can just find me on Twitter, where I live, at jcastlewrites. Jackie's a Twitter <laughs> professional. <laughs> i wouldn't go that far um yeah food pets you know that's that's what uh those motivates people apparently yeah. <laughs> positive twitter that's right so jay castle writes you'll find me on there and you'll find links to my to my work if you're looking for it awesome cool. awesome <laughs> so as always we, we usually let the guest pick the movie and sometimes guests will come just come right out the gate saying this is what the movie i want to do uh, Jackie, you gave us a list of movies, and we did a poll. Sorry. 
No, no that's I, what we do all the time. That's good. I like we love doing movie polls. You're totally yeah, vibing with us. Like all yeah. everything on your list was something that we had talked about doing. So we're definitely on the same page mm-hmm. here. So yeah, yeah excellent. It, and you choices. can tell that because neither Brett or I tried to cheat the system or game and because yeah. followers yeah. to vote a certain way, which we usually do try to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, if you ever, ever need space. me back, we can go through all of them. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Office Space won, I would say it's fair to say, by a landslide with 54%. Yeah. More than everything right. else combined. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was, you know, it was one of those things where yeah. I pitched them. And then as soon as the list, you know, came up, I, I, I thought I wanted Office Space to win myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I secretly did as well. I was like, well, please be Office Space. Please. I, I think it's perfect for the podcast, too, because it's like just old enough. And it was like a movie that collectively everyone was obsessed with and then kind mm-hmm. of. I don't want to say forgot about, but it definitely like went to the wayside. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. isn't it exactly twenty years old? Because isn't the whole thing yeah. what they're doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they're up, yeah. they're updating software for Y two K or something like that. Is what? Yeah, the company. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I tried to yeah. think about everything I remembered from this movie without cheating and. Yeah, it, it was it was tricky. So, <laughs> so I assume Jackie, since this was on your list, this is a movie that you really really liked back in the day it was definitely one that i'd seen multiple times back in the day but could Mm -hmm. safely say i probably haven't seen it since at least 2003 or 4 if i had to guess have you ever a good one did it have you ever worked in an office setting like that i have yeah (laughs) (laughs) hopefully never again yeah so um this movie, like you guys said, was 1999, and it was directed by Mike Judge, who, mm-hmm. yeah, who we know from Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. Also, he wrote the screenplay for Idiocracy. So, mm. it's another movie that we've done on the podcast. Have we done that one? Yes. 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 Yeah, okay. Yeah, we did. Okay. I was pretty I sure. It's a controversial around, episode. Yeah, yeah, we did that around the time of the elections, and that got us some angry reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trouble. That's okay. So um, I can't remember what fun facts we had said on that episode, so I'm just going to tell them all again. Um, all right. Mike Judge started out as a physicist, which is pretty oh, yeah. freaking crazy. Um <laughs> And his characters for Beavis and Butthead were based off of some of his instructors from college and some of his coworkers. And uh, one of our past guests, um, Jesse and Ben from which animated movie did we watch? The DuckTales movie. DuckTales. That's it. Yeah. So he went to school with or his instructor was one of the people that was based off of Beavis and Butthead. Pretty fun. Wow. So anyway, Mike Judge, I'm guessing he got his inspiration for this movie by working in Silicon Valley at kind of like the peak of when everything was going up. He worked for a graphics startup company and from there he just decided to self-teach himself how to be an animator. And uh, one of his first projects was a little short called office space and it was an Mm. animated short featuring his voice 
as Milton. And oh, it's, wow. Yeah, which is just, it's pretty crazy. So from mm-hmm. there, it got picked up by um, Comedy Central. And then he went on to do Beavis and Butthead. And then he directed this, Office Space, which was his first live-action directorial debut. Nice. Which is pretty exciting. As a good start. Yeah. 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 So he did like a couple like Saturday Night Live episodes, but this was definitely mm-hmm. first feature. And what did he do on Saturday Night Live? He like, let's it was an animated shorts. Like yeah, they oh, they yeah. had segments. Remember they used to do that the Fun House or whatever. The mm-hmm. set, like, yeah, did he mm-hmm. did he do the uh, ambiguously gay duo? No, he he had <laughs> segments of his office space on Saturday Night Live. Oh, oh I never okay. saw that. Yeah, yeah, because wasn't he the one that he would just like make animations and he'd put them on VHS tapes and he just mailed them out to all these places <laughs> and like a- people actually responded and like I think he mailed them out to MTV as well and I mean that crazy. explains how this method came to be. If you did that now, would you be like, oh, this guy's retro and he's trying to be stand out from the crowd to be innovative? Or would the reaction be like, oh, this person's a serial killer. We need to go yeah, that one. one. You're, <laughs> how would they even play it? It's on a VHS. You are straight up canceled if you do that. When I worked at yeah. DreamWorks, uh, one of the past interns went down in infamy because they put their demo reel on Steven Spielberg's car. When he was there oh. meeting with Jeffrey Katzenberg. Like just oh, left no. it sitting on his car? <laughs> yes. Like under the windshield wiper. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. And that was oh, like boy. years no. before I got there. And everyone was still pissed at this guy. Wow. So. Different to be times. fair, though. To be fair. That's kind of how, you know, it's not like Spielberg. So. You know, he kind of finagled his way up too you know yeah Yeah. i mean so did jeffrey he started as a pa he had no college degree but uh yeah i don't know those are one time use yeah Yeah. exactly it's like you can't do it again once somebody's done it once yes (laughs) i remember this movie being just one that I don't even remember it from the theaters, but I just remember everybody in like high school. It's one I watched a lot, and I was excited when when Jackie when you suggested it. I, but I feel like it was one of those ones that was uh, in heavy DVD rotation. Yes, like high school. Yeah, I don't college. feel like it got a f- totally. I feel like the following was a little bit delayed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm right in saying that. That I kind of took have, off. Think that's box accurate. office numbers. I do. So the the estimated budget was ten million, and domestic it made ten point eight million. Oh, so, hey, it's profitable. Barely right. yeah. profitable. Yeah, I feel like this one probably picked up a lot of its audience from like the infinite replays on Comedy Central. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. sadly was ranked number eight in theaters its opening weekend. So. Oof. I think it was maybe a little ahead of its time and kind of it kind of feels like a Scott Pilgrim situation to me where it's like it was in theaters. People that went and saw it liked it, but it just didn't gain that traction. Yeah. And then it got a bigger following after its release. 
Do you want to know the seven movies that beat Office Space and its yes. opening? Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. All right, oh, so no. number seven. You want me to go one to seven or seven to one? Seven to one. Seven, seven to, to one. one. All right, so number Build seven right in front of it was She's All That. Oh no. Wow. <laughs> that's Wait, that's the Amanda Byers movie that like destroyed no, her. No, not Amanda Byers. No, no, no. Um, it's the like makeover one with the artist. It's Freddie oh. Prince Jr. Yeah. and uh, what is her name? Rachel Lee Cook. The girl takes off her glasses and then suddenly yeah. she's really yeah. Oh, yeah. one of yeah. one of ten uh, of those one. movies. Dude, that yeah, movie the, feels the obviously so gorgeous much older. young lady who all she yeah, she just wears yeah. they make fun of it in not another team movie. Yeah. Oh, she has glasses and a ponytail and paint covered overalls. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shakespeare in Love. Oh. Was six. Mm-hmm. Blast from the Past was five. What the fuck is that? That's a big Brenda opening Frazier weekend one? so far. Oh. oh, when he's in the bunker underground. Yeah. Okay. October yeah. Sky. That would be a good one. Okay. October Sky was four. Okay. My favorite Martian was three. What? Is what? That? what is that? Uh, I think that's one that's like Christopher Lloyd, I think. And he's like... Okay. That makes sense. He claims that he's a title. Martian. Oh, yeah, that checks yes. out. But they okay. think he's like a... He's got like a... Uh, an issue like amnesia? Huh. Or Maybe. Mindy and Mork? Uh, and then number <laughs> two was Message in a Bottle. I don't know what that is. Oh, my God. My mom was obsessed with that oh, movie. Oh, Kevin Costner. It's Kevin Costner. It was based on like a freaking Nis- oh. Nicholas Sparks book. Mm-hmm. And she freaking loved it. She would. Oh. And number one was that Mel Gibson movie, Payback. What? Huh. what movies? Which, so the top three are movies I've never heard of. We yeah, that Because totally. that's a movie I loved that I bet does not hold up at all. Today. <laughs> but I... That would be At like least you're Boondock being Saints. honest about it. <laughs> that would be like Boondock Saints 2.0, I think. Oh. oh, yeah, probably. This is a fascinating mm. list of movies because yeah. one of those eight movies, Office Space is probably the most well known and it yeah. made the least. And two, they all feel like they're from different eras. Or, oh, like, totally. different parts of the 90s. Like, She's All That feels like a 1991 movie to me. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare in Love feels like 2003, 2004. Totally. I, can, I cannot That's believe good. these all came out the same year. <laughs> I feel like you're just telling me the year that you watched all of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I, maybe okay, she that watched, would be literally impossible. Nine years before it came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... Jackie, I'm curious. This office space in particular is it? It's up there for you. Has it been a while though since you've seen it? I'd say it's been a, about 15 years since I've seen it, which is oh, why wow. I picked it because right. I, I love I, I loved it at the time, but I have not seen it in a in a very long time. So yeah, we'll see if it holds up. I think it will. I think it will. I'm hopeful. Did we do. I didn't do, we didn't cast. do the cast. Really, I'll, I got cast. All right, are we ready for this? I'll yes. go quick so we don't bore. Us. So we got Ron Livingston as the main person, and he was known for Swingers and then afterwards Band oh, of yeah. Brothers. I personally, and Ash will probably agree, remember him from Sex in the City. Yeah. <laughs> he plays a boyfriend of Carrie's. Uh huh. Uh huh. He's kind of Wasn't a Wasn't that like early on, too? Yeah. Very. Yeah. I mean, early on for the show. Yeah. Probably right around this same time, honestly. I feel like Ron Livingston looks like. Oh, fuck, I can't remember his name. 2002. Uh, he's like a popular guy nowadays. 
uh, he was he in really? the league. Oh, no, no, really? no, 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 no. Oh, he no, looks like him. He looks like God, the guy. Yeah. No, yeah. you're totally right. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Kroll? No. No, the other no. guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, not him, but they do look similar. So kind of the big star of this was Jennifer Aniston. And oh, yeah. she Blair. This Who? one Yeah, the Flair. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, yeah, of course. You know her. Um I thought, oh, this, you know, office space was way before Friends. She was five years into Friends at this point. So she was mm-hmm. totally a big deal. So I'm very oh, yeah. surprised. She was slumming was she, it with Mike Judge here. Yeah. I don't know. She, or she, she just has good taste. Five seasons. Was she is that was that million dollar episode? time period yet or not they weren't i don't yet. think yet but think they yet. were definitely being paid a lot yeah like i bet you a large portion of this budget went to her yeah <laughs> i i would not be surprised and yeah i mean she was a big deal from friends and not really too much else before that so i feel like through her whole career though she's always kind of done kitschy side movies yeah like, oh, I don't know if I'm mistaken in that, but she, but yeah, she has been in a lot of movies. Yeah. She seems game to do, like, she seems yeah. like, like, she, like, yeah, she does weird stuff, it seems. Like, she's like, yeah, I'll do weird stuff. And, like, horrible bosses. Yeah. Oh, I like, love her and horrible great. bosses. Yeah. Did she? Yeah. I feel like Jennifer Anderson is one of, like, the most underrated comedic mm-hmm. actresses. Because, like, she's mm-hmm. often playing, like, the straight man. And mm-hmm. people, but people forget, like, well, that's still really important for the comedy. And like, she's so good at it. She's hilarious. Mm. You just love to laugh at her. It's that yeah, Abbott she, and Costello thing. Like, a good straight man. It's hard to find. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, did you know that she's like obsessed with Muppets? No. Yeah. So she like has a bunch of Muppets, and she like takes them everywhere with her, like on vacation. And what? whenever people, what? yeah. Whenever people are like dicks to her and ask her why she doesn't have kids, she like gets all creepy about her Muppets. It's amazing. Oh my I god, that love is her. the most brilliant. <laughs> I love. Wow. I love that Sam. You brought like the receipts with that because you you said that she's obsessed with Muppets. So I'm like that feels hyperbolic. And then you're like, oh no, she brings them with her everywhere. I'm like, oh, okay, she yeah, that like, counts as yeah, obsessed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. entire yeah. flights to just uh, one seat per Muppet. Like. Calling them her children. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh she said she, uh, I read some interview with her and it changed my life. Uh, she said she like takes them on vacation with her and like sets them on her nightstand in her hotel oh room. God. That's amazing. Uh, much That's love. Much okay. love. Okay. So we got Richard Ryle, who uh, he plays the guy that like um, makes that terrible game. In office space, so he's kind of a one-off. Uh, the jump to conclusions, <laughs> jump, yes, is yes, a million dollar idea. You stop he is it. amazing. Um, but I was looking up his this IMDb. This is the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> and it's like fifty pages long because he has had a freaking cameo in just about every TV show you can think of, like NCIS, Star Trek Voyager. Um, he's all over the place but like nothing really stands out but you're like oh yeah so you've just seen Mm. his face all over you think he has more one episode appearances than Judith Hogue from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yes (laughs) yes uh, he definitely does I've been scrolling for four pages and I'm only to 2014 and it's just one up more than 57 wow 
Um, Legend of Korra, he's a voice. Holy crap. So he's wow. in more than one episode on that. My but cabbages. That's the only one. <laughs> he plays Boomy. Whoever that oh. is. Legend of Korra. I don't remember Boomy. But yeah. Is that, is that different from Sparky Sparky Boom Boom Man? Yes. That would be okay. Avatar The Last Airbender. No, this is one. Legend okay. of Korra. You guys are getting out there. It's okay. <laughs> and Nerd alert. <laughs> Animation you know, Some of the best best television of the past decade is, is the Avatar series. Get on it, guys. It's true. <laughs> All right. And then the last notable actor we got is Gary Cole, who plays the boss. He was in Talladega oh, yeah, yeah. Nights. Mm. He, uh, he plays a voice. Veep. Yeah, Veep. He's on Veep. He plays a voice on American mm-hmm. Dad. Um Chicago what Fire, Bob the neighbor. Which neighbor? Oh, there's also uh, there's also John one of the Bader. corporate guys was Dr. Cox from Scrubs. Yeah, I was yeah. about to have a hard time for that, Jackie. Thank you. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yep. Um what was that so actor's good. name? John C. McGinley. He's great. Yes. yes. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most everybody else is kind of just known for this movie. So and it's uh Diedrich Bader, who's his neighbor. Yes. Mm. Lawrence, mm. he was in the Beverly Hillbillies movie. That's why I always think of him for He's also in Veep in like the later seasons in a small part. And he's in Napoleon Dynamite huh. as Rex. Oh, he's the the we like still the, have the to the do Kung that Fu one. instructor guy. Yeah, yeah. Rex oh, Kwando or something. Yeah. Like yes. Isn't uh Mike Judge in Office Space also? Doesn't he have a yes. like a cameo or something? He is. I mean, I know, I do remember who he is. is. It, I think he's the flair, the flair guy. Oh, yeah, sorry. he's the manager of the restaurant. Is he yeah. really? <laughs> yes. That's awesome. I did not find that in my my searching. That's so good. So, yeah. Well, that's, so, predictions. I think, well, wasn't there with that restaurant? I thought I remember reading or hearing something that, obviously, that's kind of a, the restaurant's kind of a send-up of, like, Bennigan's, Applebee's. Mm-hmm. All those oh, yeah, right. definitely but, Applebee's. I think... I think one of those restaurant chains actually did the flare, and mm-hmm. then they stopped after this movie. It, it was TGIF, oh. I believe. Yeah, yes. it was Fridays. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> they just ended it. Over. They're like, oh. I mean, good on them it's, for being kind of aware yeah. and being like, oh, not a good look. Do you think yeah. it was TGI Fridays? Or, yeah, yeah. You think it was awareness, or you think it was like customers just harassing everyone? Oh yeah, I bet it was that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was supposed to remember to put on my flare before uh, coming to the podcast, and I forgot. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Oh no! I let you down. I was gonna wear it. That would be a really great, like, if you're going to Comic-Con, you dress as Jennifer <laughs> oh. Aniston from Office Space would be pretty great with the flare. Yes. I, that'd be one of those ones that'd be good. I, oh, the, that got it's the only it's button player. within yeah. reach. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, a I've good one. shit on my desk. <laughs> if you feel like that's an adequate amount of flair. I like ones that are kind of easy, but also the people that get it will love it. Yeah, they're, like, obscure. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you remember me from high school, Ash, or not, but I had a what? lot of flair. We went to high school together? I'm just <laughs> yeah. No, we didn't, actually, but uh, we I know, technically. Um, I had, like, a canvas purse that I covered every last inch of it in flair. Oh, And nice. buttons. Um, somewhere. Yeah, there was a lot of buttons on that thing. Yeah, they were not good, but... Hmm. but 
Isn't it funny how like that was super popular when we were in high school and then yeah. it like fell out and now it's like super popular again? I, know. I was gonna say I feel like pins and buttons are really having a moment because yeah. like there's yeah. so many people that have massive collections of them. Yes. Yep. Totally. It's like for adults who who are still into stickers but just don't want a bunch of trash hanging around, it's pins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jackie, are you a pin or button person, or did that one you just yanked just happen to have that? Uh, no, this was it? just some stuff I was giving away with books. I don't think I've worn a pin or button in, like, 20 years, I'm going to have to say. Did but you wear it <laughs> as your maybe flare in honor of this episode? Did you? I just grabbed it oh, off my desk. just grabbed it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Speaking of flare, I'm going to put this out there again, because I think I said it once before, and a few people took us up on it. But I have Let's Rewatch buttons. <gasps> and I if want you one. want one, Twitter me. Send me a Twitter and I'll send you one. Is what it? the fuck? Why that's not? That's what the term is. Yeah. <laughs> send me a Twitter. Send, Twitter me. I'll send me Twitter. a Twitter. Ash, the 60 year old. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, send me a little Twitter and I'll get back to you. <laughs> a little twist. This, is, this your new, is this your new character, Baby Boomer Ash? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tweet you a photo right you, now. You have to tweet have Ash time. with like random letters in caps. And like <laughs> with exclamation points, yeah, like, yeah. Type it. It's all all caps. Like you're no, shouting at me, but tweet, you don't know. Like you're searching for something on Google, but on Twitter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How to get let's How rewatch button. potatoes recipe. Oh, I love this. <laughs> so let's do uh, predictions. Yeah, uh, Jackie, as the person who suggested this movie, has been a while. What are you predicting? For the movie, are you going to still enjoy it, do you think? Uh, I know you are someone who is very vocal and active um, for, you know, justice and just common sense and human decency on Twitter, which I always like seeing with all the nonsense Mm -hmm. going on. So, do you anticipate any uh, issues with the movie? Any problematic moments? hmm. I can't think of any personally, but curious. Yeah, nothing came to mind. I've kind of been racking my brain about that. I feel like... I feel like the humor was was pretty pretty good, even up to twenty nineteen standards. Um, yeah, nothing nothing really came to mind when I was thinking of it. But again, there's a lot that I've forgotten about the movie, so might be surprised. <laughs> Doesn't he even have like ethnically diverse friends, which is progressive he has for a the time Indian period? Ethnically friend. diverse friend and a black oh. friend. <laughs> Nope, he doesn't. He's got a white a white guy who likes rap, but not a black friend. Uh, okay. Well, I think that the the one coworker is, uh, is Middle Eastern, I believe, and they do have a really hard time pronouncing his name, and that's a running joke in the movie. Uh, I which think is maybe that. Yeah. So that maybe probably yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm pretty well. I know how that scene goes. It's different. It, uh, <laughs> it depends on the context. No spoilers, Brett. Okay. I, well, that's. I'll do my prediction because uh, I was driving back uh, over here. I'm staying at a, a friend's place this week, and I they I told them we were watching Office Space tonight, and we just kind of like rattled off, like just walked through a couple of scenes. And this is like, I remember every single thing about this movie. Mm. This is gonna. It's, I think it's gonna be good. Uh, and I think one of the things I like about Mike Judge and like King of the Hill is one of my favorite shows, and it's it's comedy that doesn't really ever cross the line like it it kind of like points out the line and laughs at the line but like mm-hmm. it's it's really it's all social commentary for the most part which is like you know when you're even if you do something offensive 
the, the offensiveness isn't the funny part with Mike Judge. It's always like pointing out like this is offensive and like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like he's pointing mm-hmm. out that it's normalized and like how the fuck is this normalized? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's oh, yeah, I think we're going to like it. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it. I think it's going to be fun and good and nostalgic in the right ways. And yeah, I, I agree with Brett. I think there's going to be things that are, if I'm remembering correctly, the few jokes that could be maybe questionable are going to be okay because they're going to be coming from people that the, the joke is not the offensive part. The joke yeah. is look at this asshole. Like it's yeah. not mm-hmm. coming from the people we're supposed to empathize with or think are the good guys. Gotcha. It's, it's going to come from people who are like, what a dick yeah. for thinking this. And that's the real mm-hmm. joke is mm-hmm. not yeah. the racist thing. It's the person saying or making this like ignorantly, uh, unknowingly racist comment. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's supposed to be the joke. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be fun and hold up. Very right. optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really looking forward to watching it again and uh, seeing that red stapler. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> the red stapler that like said, they didn't said, even make. Yeah. It's funny. You said you haven't seen it in 15 years and I was like, man, that feels like a long time, but man, it might be close to that for me too. Yeah, so, I was yeah. thinking about yeah. it and I'm pretty sure the last time I watched this movie was in college about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I try to right. imagine where I was when I watched it last, and I'm pretty sure I was definitely like sleeping on a futon. So, <laughs> <laughs> sense memory, my body senses futon. I feel like this was a good hangover movie, like when you're oh, like yeah. on a Sunday and you're just like, ugh, just put you, this on. You know that mm-hmm. explains a lot because the last time I watched this movie was around Ash's timeline, 2008 ish. Uh, Brett and I had on the this Ash timeline. Yeah, on the Ash timeline, <laughs> um, the Brett, darkest timeline. Brett and I had. No, we're this, in that now. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> that's true. We had this roommate who was the worst roommate, but he had just gotten his first office job, and we were like, "Oh, you, you're this working Tim? at this." Yeah, Tim, uh, you're working at this terrible <laughs> office. Have just you called seen him right out? The movie. Yeah. A lot of Tim's Ash. It's, we're no longer in contact. He is not on our friends list. That you list. lived with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely a listener. How many and, dozens? Yeah. We've lived with dozens of Tims. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, if you're listening, this is this is gonna hurt. No. Oh, yeah. Bleep it. So, so <laughs> you're the editor. So, anyway. Tim had just gotten his first office job, and I was like, oh, you sound shitty. Have you watched the movie Office Space? And he's like, what? No, I've never heard of it. And we had it on DVD, and we showed it to him. We watched it with him. And then I shit you not, for the next three months, three months that he was our roommate, because he was no longer after that, he was continuously watching Office Space on repeat. (laughs) And uh, I, I don't know how or why he wanted to watch it that much, but he did. It was always on. It was always on. Wow. Wow. He, but I think he was like, he wasn't quoting, he was only quoting Lumberg. He just kept going like, mm-hmm, okay. Like, <laughs> the TPS report? He, maybe yeah. he like, he watches it and that's who he thinks is like the real hero and that's who he was. Maybe he was be. studying. Yeah. He was like, like, maybe I I'll get a promotion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea, but he, he oh. was an interesting one. 
So that's what this movie reminds me of, and I haven't watched it since. So I'm really happy that he's very Mm. far in my past, and I can come at this fresh and new with a much happier state of life. Do you have predictions? (laughs) Oh, I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be a lot more dry than we remember. Mm, I could see that. Yeah. So this is kind of my prediction, like. I feel like it's going to remind me a lot of King of the Hill mm-hmm. in terms of like its comedy style. Mm-hmm. So it's more like a Merlot than a Rosé. Yeah. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I think King of the Hill is probably more polished. Really? I feel really? like King of the Hill is dry. I personally don't like King of the Hill, but I like oh, Office it's so Space. brilliant. No, I think this is, I'm just thinking about some of the scenes in this. It's like, yeah, those that might be like a very slow scene. I don't know. We'll see. Well, that's true. Considering like, I mean, King of the Hill is way more recent. So maybe if you, yeah. if you compare them, that's true. Mm. I also think it's going to be a super fun. Um, and, I, you know, now that you bring that up, Brett, I do think, especially since it's his first film, like it's possible it won't feel as polished and, and maybe a little bit slower, but I still think it's going to be super fun. Also, a fun fact, I used to work for a company that built their own internal tool, and the little icon for the tool was a stapler, and they named it Milton, and it always brought me joy. Mm-hmm. They knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Um, they wanted you yeah, to burn down their company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they think I don't work there anymore, but I secretly do. <laughs> are you t- all right no i won't spoil it i want to make all these references but i won't let's watch it all yes right. all right pause watch return damn it feels good to be a gangster and that's all the words i know <laughs> oh. <laughs> Die, motherfucker, die, motherfucker, die. Yeah. <laughs> so, we just watched Office Space, and I yeah. can't wait to go put on a tie. Really? No. Isn't that like the opposite of... Yeah. <laughs> I want that to be my thing from now on. I just come back with the exact opposite like impression you're supposed to get from whatever yeah. movie. Yeah, he takes the opposite. <laughs> so, Jackie, let's start with you. Right out the gate. Are you still happy? Are you happy? Uh, first impressions are that I, I still loved it. You know, I think that it, um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyable experience. There was nothing really that jumped out. You know, the really funny thing was I had completely spaced on the oh, whole hypnotism yeah, thing. Me I'd too. forgotten that that was like part of the, the movie. Exciting incident. <laughs> yeah. So in my memory, he was just fed up and and started, you know talking to his co-workers about, you know, laundering this money. And I had totally I, I forgotten about the hypnotist. Why? In so my head, his girlfriend was sleeping with the hypnotist in my memory oh. of the movie. For, really? But, I mean, clearly not in the actual movie, but I don't know why. Uh, that, because they said she gets around, kept... so you assumed. I know. <laughs> it was so good. And just like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I just, I just got a feeling. Yes, Dieter Bader's great. I forgot how good he was. Yes. He was in this oh movie. yeah. Or like, I totally mm-hmm. forgot Orlando Jones is in this movie. Yeah, right. That yeah, was crazy. Is... Which one was he? He was the, the guy ma- who yeah, was faking salesman. taking crack. Yeah. The magazine. Oh. Yeah. Oh. What his star? I feel like Rosenfeld. 
hella fast. It was he was the Seven Up guy, Dead. and then he was in movies, a bunch of movies, in a short. This was order. on the way out. And then, oh, was it? No, this was ninety nine. He had stuff after that. He had like no. uh, he had like a couple things, but most. All right, of it was you know, we're, no, because yeah, he had he was a star in Evolution. That was like oh one. Oh yeah. He's in Time Machine. I like Drumline, that the We should do that movie. Hmm. Which oh, one? Oh, the replacements. Oh, Evolution. I feel yeah, like that'd be a good with one. With like uh, uh, Mulder, uh, David Duchovny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Man, I have so to there, say, there were a couple of scenes in this that were just like so good, and like <laughs> uh, the the Bobs and their interviews in oh. Evolution <laughs> and also <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, the Bobs kidding. and their whole like interviewing everyone for their oh bobs yes and uh, that, that they're both that called camera. Bob is brilliant. <laughs> And yeah. that camera sw- swing around the table during mm-hmm. Lumberg's interview. Yes, like, oh that God. camera movement was awesome. I, I loved the scene where he like he's playing Tetris at his desk, and his boss walks up. Oh like, yeah, I'm kind of busy like, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, I got a meeting with the Bobs, and the boss is like, What? What? I I didn't know about this. He's like, <laughs> Did but. Did the Cheetos just scattered across the desk give anyone else anxiety? Oh, yeah. Because uh, me, I was like... They gave me anxiety, yeah. I felt that. That's going to leave a mess. <laughs> See, the, the thing... Well, how are you going to know you're going to grab the good Cheeto? I remember always being concerned when I watched that movie, and it came back to me with what the follow-up was with the fish guts. Oh. Like, there just wasn't any closure on that. For me, it's the the whole like wall of his cubicle going down with all the papers still attached to it and the shelf and I'm like oh, they're on the floor and they're not organized anymore maybe maybe he cooked the yeah. fish. I feel like I need a little more closure like, the, you guys see that, that Instagram where the girl cooks food in, in her office with like just office supplies oh yeah mm. uh-uh. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was the first one to do that oh my gosh it's so good she like <laughs> Yeah, she, she, I think she cooks a fish too. Actually, yeah. She, oh, well, that's like, a crime against humanity. Foil from the kitchen. She like Cooking takes her, her computer office. apart and like makes a frying pan out of like the case and and yeah. Like how hot like the processor gets? Wow. Mm, uh no, she like no. I think she had some. Like, she sets fire. fire she creates. Yeah. She sets a fire. <laughs> yeah, there's like a like a sterno or whatever from the supply cabinet. Uh, side note: When this eventually comes out. And you're listening to this, Mitch. Uh, fight me on Twitter. What is your problem? <laughs> Why do you hate fun, Mitch? <laughs> it is. I, it, I think it is hard. <laughs> Bryce was saying, because uh, I was talking to him about it, and he was saying that as a kid, he loved this movie. And then um, his father hated it and couldn't watch it because his father worked at IBM. Mm-hmm. And so I think mm. it was a little too, too close too to real. home. My- yeah. My dad, my dad loved this movie, and he worked at a company that had almost the same logo as Inatech, and it was called Tesseract. And his job for that whole year was updating all of the dates on their software. He was these people. <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> oh, yeah. he's been embezzling money from his company all these years, and that's why he doesn't hate it. It gave him the idea. I was going to say, I think overall, and I'll think of more examples, I, my favorite parts were the little things 
Oh, yes. I'm glad you said that. Mm -hmm. Because one Um, of my favorite parts is not even dialogue. It's like a very little thing. And it's that the fact that they named their virus file virus. (laughs) Like, why would you do that? (laughs) So good. But was your thing? Well, I'm trying to think. I had there was a couple of ones I made mental notes of, but it's like when he's asking people uh, what they want to do with a million dollars, and his neighbor Lawrence, he says two chicks at the same time, and then he asks Peter (laughs) back, and then Peter just like nonchalant throws, and he's like, besides two chicks at the same time, like assuming, and he just nods, like yeah, Yeah. of course, like yeah, (laughs) to give just little little things like that that I feel like would be very like in real friends like. Would do something like that. Like it's yeah. very authentic mm-hmm. and genuine. I always appreciate mm-hmm. that, especially with dialogue. I I loved the line after that where he's mm-hmm. like, "I want to do nothing," and his friend was like, mm-hmm. "You don't need money to do that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can do so, nothing. It was so good. It was like, yeah. I mean, you really only need enough money to like survive but if you want Mm -hmm. to do nothing like (laughs) you can do that yeah Yeah. the only thing uh, i remember thinking i was younger that didn't translate for me or just didn't seem fun is i've never been a big sleeper i just have even when i was Mm. little even as a teenager college i don't know i just wanted to do stuff i wanted to get up and even if it's watch tv or i just Mm -hmm. play video games i just didn't like laying in bed so the concept of him just being so happy staying in bed till 3 30 (laughs) <laughs> blew my mind. I'm like, that sounds awful. That's so boring. Why would you want to do something fun? Oh, man. I love sleeping in. <laughs> I love uh, sleeping as well. I wish I could. I have issues with that. Mm. Like, I get up early. Like and then, dogs? <laughs> no, she's pretty good about it. Oh, I just good. like, I don't know. I wake up at like 8, no matter what time I went to bed. Eight's still pretty late, considering. That's but. not that bad, though. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. eight's, eight's all right. But, like... I, so, I couldn't tell the last time I slept past, like, seven. Probably the yeah, last Wow. Kids get up mm. early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, that must be working do. out perfect for you, then. No lack of sleep for you. It's just... No. Uh, <laughs> my wife loves it. She's a real fan, especially on the weekends, because then I'll take them downstairs, and she can sleep a little bit longer. Aw. But, uh... Because, yeah, she also is in that love sleep, would sleep till noon, you know, if she could get away with it, would sleep till mm-hmm. noon. But uh, I don't know. I've just mm. never been just always very morning person, get up, want to get up and do stuff. But uh, yeah. I wanted to look it up. It feels like, is the printer scene a reference to a specific scene? In a I movie? was like wondering a that. Oh, yeah. Or Does like a music know? video mm. of some kind. Because it's shot very well, much like a music video. That scene is shot differently than the rest of this movie. The rest of this movie yeah. is on sticks or like on some sort of dolly. And that scene is handheld, steady cam, mm-hmm. you know, like vibe, like yeah. music video, I was flying talking, camera. Yeah, I was talking with mm-hmm. Eric, who I'm staying with him over here uh and he was saying that he thinks this might be one of the first like rap juxtaposition things where like you had oh okay. like hardcore rap paired with like very non-rap aesthetic yeah it's like a thing that's everywhere nowadays but this might have been one of like the first times it ever happened 
Well, I remember when this movie came out, hmm. like around this time, even though I don't think I'd seen it yet, but I remember the Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangster song was like huge and like boys. white people mm-hmm. everywhere were playing <laughs> that song. Yeah. And very consistent with the rap they use. A lot of it is the same. Uh, it's the Ghetto Boys and one of them is, uh, and also Scarface who's associated with them. So I, th- I think Mike Judge was just a mm. fan. Maybe, yeah. The beginning of this movie is brilliant because the first, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's got to be like f- at least five, maybe 10 minutes. There's no dialogue. But you're laughing because there's like so many gags and it's so funny one after another. But characters aren't actually talking or talking to anyone. And it's setting up like their life sucks. But it's funny that their life sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really brilliant. Oh, yeah. Um, Jackie, you said you did used to work in a, uh, an office setting? You know, not for, not for a long, like not for an extended period, but for about two years. You know, in yeah. my young 20s, I did work kind of in sales and office setting that was very similar mm-hmm. to that. Just the corporate mm-hmm. hustle. Um, lots of micromanaging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I love that scene when they're all gathered for like the meeting and they're talking about like, okay, guys, so you're going to use the old time sheets unless you worked under two different project codes and you run out of room, then you'll use the mm-hmm. new ones. And it's like, <laughs> oh my so God. That's so yeah. very, very, very real. Stuff like that. Yeah. Or just like the the Hawaiian shirt day thing. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, well, what I like, was thinking, too, is like that big banner, like what would be right for the company or do what's uh-huh. right for the company is mm-hmm. like, that's always the cringy thing for me when I go to a corporation or something when it's like, well, you know, we have to make sure we're doing what's right for the company. It's like, well, maybe we're human beings and we should mm-hmm. do what's right for the human beings in this room right now. <laughs> what about that? You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, what? But You're not all on board with submitting to our corporate overlords? Um, I know I mean, unless you have Disney. an infatuation with Disney and yeah, it's going Disney, to happen. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, otherwise, no. Yeah. Um, honestly, you I know, had though, forgotten how brilliant the the cake scene was. Oh, I feel so yeah, yeah. bad for him every time I watch that scene. I was, yeah, I felt so sad. I think like, what a sad, but it it was jerk. it's true though. Sometimes though, where you're just, mm-hmm. like the employees are living for the birthday cakes. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and it's not even it's a good a birthday cake. It's like a shitty like Vons sheet cake. You know, like. <laughs> Yeah, like Patrick was talking about. Yeah, cake's not that good. Mm -hmm. I just, I felt so mad at the lady next to him. Like, she knows what she's doing. She doesn't make eye contact and she just, Uh like, eats it as quick as possible. Like, little kids, when you take the last slice of pizza and you're like, I licked it, it's Mm -hmm. mine. Like, oh. So there was this guy, I used to work at, like, a cube farm place, and there was this guy who the Milton character kind of reminds me of because he was just like the weird guy in the office. And whenever there was pizza, like a pizza day or a cake day or something, he would run downstairs and get, like if it was pizza, he would pile it high on his plate. And we'd all be like, what the fuck, man? Or like if it was cake, he would get like the biggest piece possible and then run back to his desk. Uh, Just shameless about it? Yeah, like it was like a (laughs) free-for-all. 
there's something about that setting, the office setting with food that makes people really yeah. weird and like because they're depressed. It's not it even sucks. that good of food, but yeah, if you no, see, I yeah. remember like if like a thing would go out, like there's like leftover cookies from this meeting in the break room, first come first serve. It would be like, shoom. and it's like it's mm-hmm. just it's a it's a it's not even that chain good. grocery store cookie like in the plastic mm-hmm. box that you buy. At yeah. the bakery section of the grocery store, when you first walk in and go to the right and everything, it's like the the mm-hmm. thing at my old job or two jobs ago was uh, bagels. So they'd mm. every now oh. and then, or if we like hit our animation goals or something, they'd buy bagels. But if you were friends with the PA that had to buy the bagels, you knew before they sent out the email, <laughs> so you'd always try to like. Like search the PA down so, so you could like get the best bagels. I mean, depending on where the bagels are from, like so. It wasn't a, even donuts. Like they couldn't even get you donuts. That seems like a. Better. Oh, they did donuts too, but oh, okay, yeah. So, like, I think I take a so bagel. Boring. I think one of the other parts I I kind of resonated with was how they would just kind of push things to the side, like when you know they realized Milton just wasn't, you know, that his they were just gonna cancel his paychecks. <laughs> They're just going to oh fix the glitch God. without even telling him. Like, uh, yeah. It, that is yeah. so not Move him to legal. the basement. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. I love how he's, like, threatening to burn the place down and he, like, really does. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> and it's, like, kind of a, like, well, yeah, maybe you guys should have listened when he was threatening to burn the place down. Yeah. Give well, the man some cake. He was. Yeah. But he seems like he did it in a very, like, respectful way. Like, he went to the boss's office, and I feel like he went there to, like, have that showdown, and he wasn't there. And then, mm-hmm. like, nobody was inside. It was all safe. Mm-hmm. Well, he saw, and yeah, he probably saw the money, and he's like, all right, yeah. here's my opportunity. Um, but, man, that cold callousness of it, I feel like, is so sad and so real, too, where it's... They know enough about human beings to know that they have the research of like we're gonna oh. fire you on a Friday because mm-hmm. so we know how yeah. human beings think That's and we know true. your emotions so we're gonna do it. It is true, but I'm saying we have this, but we don't. We have all this knowledge, but we're not gonna have any empathy tied to it either. Yeah. So we're just yeah. gonna manipulate your psychology and your mm-hmm. emotions to benefit us without worrying about you. So it's like yeah. we understand this is gonna be devastating for you. We're not gonna do anything about that. But we are going to yeah. lower, reduce our chances of anything uncomfortable yeah. by mm-hmm. doing it. Right, this. right. That makes me think of uh, Peter's interview with the Bobs. And it, when I remember watching this as a kid and being like, he's just like saying a bunch of like stupid shit and they're idiots <laughs> for listening to him. And I'm like, listen, listen to that scene as an adult, like running a business. It's just <laughs> like, he's making a lot of good points. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that definitely, like, watching the management style brought back, like, PTSD from my last terrible job of, like, my my boss from hell, like, sat me down and was like, you're really nice. Have you taken a sociology class so that you can, like, learn to manipulate your crew to get them to do more work? Wow. 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 And I was like, I was like, yeah, I've taken Psych 101, like... My team is very happy and they're willing to like work seven days a week for you. And I think it has something to do with me. So, mm, oh, yeah. it was a little painful. Like, you're just totally- like, so 
we're not even going to hide the sociopathic undertones yeah. here. We're just yeah. going to mm-hmm. put it right just on the table. Like, just going to yeah. lay right into it. Yeah, totally. Oh, wow. Yeah, the micromanaging thing. I've definitely had bosses in the past that would micromanage uh-huh. and it's just like the absolute worst and like that whole scenario of like did you get the memo about the tps report is oh, like god totally true to like a corporate environment mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. working with some of those people right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, this got a little too real guys let's bring it back. i know <laughs> <laughs> i think out of I think we're all self-employed now. Yeah. All of us right now on this podcast, we've seen the light. We've left the corporate terribleness and seen the light of being your own boss. And it's great. And here we all are podcasting. Yeah. Yeah, Listen (laughs) for no money. Listen, you should get into this. It's so easy and not that much time and you make so much money. Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit about like the acting because I feel like it's pretty good. Yeah. The oh, there were yeah. some really good choices. Of course, there's like we can talk about Gary Cole and Lumberg, and that was. <laughs> I feel like I want to. I, I would love to know how much of that was him, and how much mm. of it was in the writing and directing. But um, I thought Jennifer Aniston was very believe, just very believable. She was a very just seemed mm-hmm. like a very real person. She always does. Yeah. She's so like, good. And then. I love them. I'm biased because Scrubs is one of like my favorite shows mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah. It's like one of the only shows I've seen the entire series like multiple times all the way through, watched it through and still makes me really emotional at the end. And, mm-hmm. um, but John C. McGinley in a small role, I feel like this axes yeah. tails off. The show. Yeah. And especially the little things like when, like the uh, holding Lumberg, him back. That was the best. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I was saying, Jackie. When, 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 uh, Lumberg was like, started to talk bad about Peter, his body language (laughs) was so So good. Yeah. Or even the like restraining himself or uh, the Michael Buble or whatever thing where he's like, Oh, I love him. Come on. Okay. (laughs) Whatever. But he was good. Jackie knew exactly what I was going for. And that Mm -hmm. I did. I love that actor as well. It was so subtle when he's like just holding him. You can like holding himself back and trying to restrain Mm -hmm. himself because I just he wants to jump across. But that wouldn't be proper. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great scene. He's doing that like over exaggerated head shake. He's like, no, no, Mm -hmm. no. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I like like. We mentioned in the beginning that, like, oh, maybe it feels a bit slow. I don't uh, think it did. But I didn't, yeah, I didn't think it did at all. Like, I feel like the humor and the writing is very on point. Like, one thing I thought was really cool is that I didn't realize until watching it this time that, like, oh, they really set it up really early on. Fairly Mm. early, Michael mentions his virus. And then, like, a scene or two after that, Somebody else is talking to them and they're like, that's what you have to do. You have to use your brain like the guy who invented the pet rock. And it's like, oh, Mm. wow, this is really interesting. Like all these characters are basically telling him to do this thing. And then it's interesting Mm. that he still doesn't get it until he's hypnotized. And then he's like, oh, okay. (laughs) It's and and even they even set up the failure because your pet rock guy, you know, jump to conclusions, Matt. This is the worst idea I've ever heard. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it it's this really funny duality that they're painting of like bad ideas can be successful 
but they're mm-hmm. kind of like they're hinting at the the grandiose possibilities and also at the failure at the same time. Yeah. So it's really funny because you're watching it and you're like, no, that's a terrible idea. Don't do it. Like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they do such a good job in this movie of writing that believable character, too. Because, like, think of all mm-hmm. of the characters in this movie that were, like, just totally drinking the corporate Kool-Aid. There was an extra in the, right. uh, the corporate meeting scene where they were announcing that they were going to have the uh, uh, consultants. And just everything that Lumberg was saying, this guy in the background was just, like, nodding enthusiastically. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I found it interesting, too, how they, like... You know, they, they changed things just a little bit at a time. So it wasn't like the first day they told Milton to go down to the basement. You know, first mm-hmm. he's having to scoot his cubicle back and then back a little bit more. And then he's having to yeah. move all of his stuff down. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, those changes happen really slowly. And then suddenly your desk's in the basement. Mm-hmm. Slowly turning up the boiling water just little by little. Right. Degrees yeah. at a time. Yeah. And yeah. I love the way they, like, included that character. Because they also, they kind of, like, started him as, like, an introductory character with, like, you know, not a big part. And he Mm -hmm. actually turns out to be, like, a huge integral part in the plot. And it's so Mm. funny how they kind of wrote that in and made it such a big reversal. Like, if you just watch the first few minutes of the movie, you never would guess that he goes on to play such a big role. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, right. I think it's also kudos to Mike Judge for writing it mm-hmm. for even though because the if I'm I've seen like one of them the original cart the little two minute one minute cartoons that these were based on and it's literally just Milton and Lumberg basically and it's, oh, it's, it's really? that whole it's it's basically that little side story but just in the cartoon where it's it's just it's all the cartoons are like 30, 60, 30 seconds 60 seconds of Lumberg progressively taking more and more things away from Milton or making his life like that much harder. And that's really all the cartoon is. And then mm. him like ends like with his catchphrase, it'll set the building on fire. So I like this, the foresight that he's like, this is a fun little gag. This is not the movie to make it all yeah. about Milton. Cause I feel like, uh, uh, like a hackier writer would take that and just try to make Milton like, the unlikely hero protagonist and it would be mm-hmm. some weird like shoehorn like a love interest in there for him and somehow he he finds like his resp- I, it just it would have been more like some of the other not good SNL movies that have come yeah. out the uh, one of the worst movies we've ever seen uh, uh, that we haven't done on the podcast but god I'm going to bring it in uh, <laughs> Battleship where oh. they could have made a movie about like anything but they actually worked in people playing the game into the movie because mm. they're just like this is all it is oh no <laughs> yeah it's uh, not a great movie isn't it yeah. about like them fighting aliens or something yes no nope, is there any playing battleship <laughs> well okay side super quick sidebar i apologize uh every, everyone involved all my co-hosts and jackie and listener i apologize in the movie battleship <laughs> is there any element of it where it's like their typical means of targeting enemies are knocked out and they have to do like some kind of like strategic guessing game where they yes. fire. Yes. They do. Okay. Yes. You know, all right. One for you battleship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. 
And you know what? It held up from like a like a social like socially. It was I thought pretty good. Honestly, the only thing that made me like cringe for half a second was Peter's joke at Chachki's about shooting up his workplace. And oh, like, yeah. that was the only thing I did. Like, oh, that's that. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. can't do that. There, was no. a, there were a couple homophobic jokes in there too that I didn't notice. Oh, as well. yeah. yeah, the homophobic jokes were a little off. It's it's interesting though because the workplace shoot ups. That's not a thing that happened uh, mm. like after that. That They were definitely talking about stuff that was already going on. And it's just weird that. Really? When um, was Columbine? Mm. It was definitely before that. Before like that. And like, I mean, the, you know, the term going postal is like, you know, referencing new stuff from mm-hmm. uh, the 80s. And you know, mm. it's just it's it's a thing. Well, I think, too, like at the time during the like, um tech boom and all of that like the economy was really good there were a lot of good jobs there wasn't a lot Mm -hmm. of like political turmoil so i think very much i could see them being in the mindset of like all that stuff is behind us look at how well everyone's doing now Mm -hmm. like not really Mm -hmm. it's not an issue or it wasn't an issue then like it's a daily issue now maybe maybe he was making social commentary on it because the uh, the waiter comes up and does the finger guns back at him, which is like extra inappropriate, you know. But he makes a joke of it. Speaking of, yeah. fuck that guy. I was, I was, I forgot that he doesn't get any kind of like comeuppance or anything happens to him. Like, oh yeah. Like, how does why does why does he get to ride off into the sunset, giving them the finger, getting the kind of the last word? To, I know. Uh, when when they're having their big makeup. He- Right. It's he's still kind of like a pitiable character, though. At the yeah, like, mm. I, I wouldn't consider that. Yeah, I don't think winning. there's good things in his future. No, <laughs> and I think the 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 reason why he's pitiable is because he thinks that there are. <laughs> he yeah, thinks he's on the right path, and he's yeah. not. Or what if, in like a twist, they they like follow him driving home, and you see him get home, and he's brought like dinner, and he's like. He has this job and he's working. He's caring for like his invalid grandmother. That would be so rough. Patrick, don't make us feel for this person. (laughs) You're writing his backstory. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of people writing off into the sunset, though, I just think it's so hilarious that Milton is on this beach somewhere and like the guy the guy who works at the resort is still like i'm not fucking listening to you like, yeah i don't I care know. he's still getting shit on yeah right and he supposedly got lots of money with him mm-hmm. still yeah. messing up his drinks so <laughs> well uh, what that guys guy's like a stuff? fucking murderer though right well like, did you he's hear what like, he said at the end yeah he's like i could put mumbling. cyanide in the drinks or whatever <laughs> yeah he said strychnine in the guacamole or jesus something like that. christ <laughs> what yeah he says that yeah. at the end he says i, I could put strychnine in it was either the guacamole or like the avocados or something like mm. that like mm-hmm. i think that's part of why the the uh like shooting up the office jokes and all of that were were kind of in there anyway it, because <laughs> it kind of made it made the universe a place where everyone was just about to snap yeah mm. yeah yeah it's true Ugh. And like, given given even the smallest bit of power, Milton is making another you know just a waiter's life hell. Uh, it, yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, totally. Have you guys seen um, Unicorn Store or the yes. Unicorn Store? Oh my god, 
There's it feels like a, a spiritual successor to this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the unicorn. Is it unicorn store? Or I guess it's just it's, unicorn it's store. It's unicorn. Either the unicorn store or unicorn store. It's on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. It's so good. I highly recommend you check it out. Because I feel like it's like kind of, in some ways, the girl version of this movie. Um, but the guy, what is his name? The guy the who's her boss? Hamish? Is it Hamish? Yes. Oh, I know. Yeah. Hamish Linklater uh, has this amazing scene where she's like basically asking him. It's kind of like in this movie where they're like, if you had a million dollars, what would you do? And she's like asking him what his dream, what he wanted to be when he grew up. But when he was a kid, Mm -hmm. like, what was that? And there's this amazing moment where he's like describing what he wanted to be and then explaining why he couldn't because his parents like said something that he couldn't or whatever. And like, you see the joy come to his face and then just fade slowly as like the reality sinks in that he's not doing this thing that he clearly loves. And it's like that moment totally embodies this movie for me also. Mm. (laughs) It's so great. Everyone would rather be doing something else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What those are wrap-ups, huh? What, what do you guys all think of, of the actual movie we, we just watched? Were your predictions good? <laughs> Jackie, go. Uh, I mean, I still loved it. I think there were a few things that maybe didn't quite meet 2019 standards, but I feel like overall it was still a comedic piece of gold, mm-hmm. and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I um, thought the acting was stellar, and yeah, I'll definitely... Not wait 15 years to watch it again, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see how it measures up in, uh, let's see, 2034. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think? think? Yeah. Oh, very enjoyable. Very kind of nostalgic. Um, yeah, it, Jackie, as far as the things that aren't great, you know, from a holding up standpoint... I mean, that it's not even scratching the surface of other uh-huh. ones. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This could um, be way worse. <laughs> yeah. But uh, one thing I, I just thought of it now, I thought was really interesting, was the timing of it is it feels very... It's crazy to think this was 20 years ago. but And so much of it, I feel like, still applies today from the way that just life is, like, quote-unquote, modern life is. But this, if you notice, there are no cell phones in this. Yeah. and they existed in 1999 there are no self but it, it's like I feel like it was right before that really broke it was like right before it really broke through where yeah. most people had them that didn't mm-hmm. well in, in 99 too like I always found it funny that they're still walking around with like floppy disks like with yeah. the viruses yeah. on I mean aren't aren't we using CDs by that point oh, like what super <laughs> yeah. not but i think that's like not that, for data corporate corporate america yeah garbage okay like, okay yeah. <laughs> oh yeah listener if you are like under 25 and you're really curious you should watch this movie if you're really curious what that save icon is in your microsoft yeah. what that's a, it's what that's not a, a vending of? machine it's yeah. not a vending go watch machine. this movie. Is go this? watch office space yeah yeah, right. I, I and love how long files used to take yes. to load. Right. I was gonna say that part where he's trying to like export and save his stuff before his boss can ask oh, him to work the weekend. Yeah. Like, oh, I remember Which, that. That's on him. He well, I felt like, like there were a lot of movies in that region or in that uh, era where where the 
People are just waiting for yeah. a, an important file to load. Yep. He had so many files to close. I feel like he got a lot of work done in 15 minutes. <laughs> I was also like, just hit save and leave. Like, it's saving. Why do you have to wait? It's I think because the they save. were super unreliable then. Oh. Um, and it um, would fail, and then you have to close it out. Because I think back in, like, 1999, those were the days when you'd, like, turn off your computer every night. Like, not yes. just leave it on. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, and he had to, like, purposefully, like, dial up yeah. your modem to get uh, online. Yeah. yeah, there's no, like, network <laughs> settings. You don't just, like, save it. Just mm-hmm. always on. Uh, so, Sam, what did you think? Uh, it was really good. It was really well written. It was still really funny. I loved the soundtrack with all the, like, hard rap music and... Mm. I loved all the editing, some really funny, like, staging of the scenes and, like, when they're saving the virus and, like, passing the floppy disk and the scene where (laughs) their chairs rotate as they pass. It's, it was so well done. Uh, And it's kind of like a little time capsule. Like, it hit in that really funny time between what I would consider the modern, like, technology and, like, the old, like, introduction to computers. And it's, like, still relevant, which is really cool. So, yeah, I loved Mm -hmm. it and enjoyed it and would totally watch it again. Yeah, it's funny watching this again. I, uh, (laughs) I was just thinking, like, man, I saw this when I was young and, like, I feel like I took a lot of the lessons from this movie to heart. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, dang, I feel like I'm like living, uh, like I'm trying to still live the Peter life, but like the zonked out, like, I don't care about nothing. <laughs> pr- like, yeah, it's pretty like, accurate. I, like, yeah. I, I feel super called out by this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember like meeting Brett because we've been together for a really long time and we were just in high school and I was like, Brett, what do you want to be when you, when you grow up? And he was like, I want to be my own boss. <laughs> and I was you like, achieved it. I was like, what the fuck is that? That's not a real thing. Like, okay, you'll figure it out later. Sure enough. <laughs> you're, you're yeah, I remember, I well mean, done. Even recently, though, like John, John Myers, who was on our, our show a while back, uh, we were like having one of those like, you know, d- deep evening conversations. And he's like, you know, what, like, what are your what are your goals in life? And what do you want to do? And I was, I, I was just like very earnestly. I was just like. I have no goals. I just want to do fun stuff. And he was like, (laughs) huh? (laughs) Yeah. Watching this again, he's just like, oh boy, I I guess. All right. I guess this is my life is this guy. But, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I I really liked watching this movie. I feel like, yeah, from the very first moment, uh, I was chuckling and laughing and the, the music cues. I mean, you know, once in a while you get a, even in today's comedies, I feel like there's a moment where there's like a music cue that's funny, but this movie really leaned into it. Like Mm -hmm. just the, you know, it was the same joke over and over, but it was very funny. Uh, it's the nerdy white guys, like (laughs) listening Mm -hmm. to the hardcore gangster rap. And, uh, Boy, like how many of those people in the movie, like, do you, do you, yeah, do you recognize today? Like every, every stereotype, that's, I think that's the thing I like about the Mike Judge content is his characters maybe don't literally exist, but 
even the side characters, the enthusiastic nodder, you know, like it's, it's these people you meet every day. And I feel like that's why you can connect to his, his shows and series is Mm -hmm. he tries to reflect people without really like, he's not trying to actively make fun of. Right. It's, you know, just their actions are what's the comedy. Well, he's a master of the ensemble cast. You know, like, mm-hmm. he's able to pick out these archetypes that everyone can relate to, either by somebody that they know or by what they see in themselves. And it creates a really fun show or fun movie to watch because you are familiar with all of his people, his characters. Yeah, because, like, Silicon Valley yeah. is all about the ensemble, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I was trying to look up to see if the printer scene is from something specific. Was, but like all I'm finding I, are people parodying it, the printer scene. Um, but doesn't it look? It, it's, it's it looks it does, like it's, yeah. it's from some other like like a oh, gangster well. movie of some kind, or like they're beating somebody up on a field. But yeah, um, I just love you can tell. Mike Judge is a a real, probably very observant person, and just yeah. kind of sponging up everything going around on around him. I'll bet he's very observant of just what's going on in his immediate vicinity constantly. Because everyone from the extras to the people that had like two speaking lines, everyone felt very authentic. Like mm-hmm. I can believe this yeah. person exists in the world. Mm-hmm. Even someone as like ridiculous as like Lumberg, I could believe that guy exists in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like. Mike Judge is is like the guy that, you know, your everyday observational humorist wants to be, you know, like, oh, have you guys tried online dating? Uh, uh, like, it's, <laughs> this is that amped up to like a, a million percent. Just Actually doing thing. it well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Can we just take was, a moment to appreciate all the glasses in the movie? I was really <laughs> digging, digging everyone's glasses. Uh, uh, my dad definitely had glasses like some of those yeah a hundred percent yeah and some of yeah. michael's i think facial expressions they did a really great job with that throughout the entire movie just zeroing in on their they're really priceless yes. facial expressions and reactions mm-hmm. <laughs> yes i know that scene where that that the slow motion while they're doing the virus thing and she walks by she's mm-hmm. like hey michael bolton and that just squinched up his like <laughs> disgust yeah. just like uh-huh. <laughs> Ash, oh, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I thought it was super good. Like, I I had the thought, like, oh, well, maybe it is a little bit slow or a little unpolished, but like, I didn't really feel that way watching it. It's still like the timing and the jokes and and the writing and dialogue and acting. They're all super good. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Totally, hundred percent. Yeah, awesome. Nice. Jackie, thank you for bringing that one to us because it's always yeah, nice. and, yeah. Uh, it was a pleasure. Well, no, and I was joking about it on the Twitter earlier before we were recording tonight. And there are so many podcasts I feel like that are just like, look at this bad movie, we're going to make fun of it. And if a movie's bad, we make fun of it or we try to make jokes. Yeah. But I feel like we all have a very earnest mentality going in. Is we want stuff that we liked when we were younger to hold up, and that's yeah. a good feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's enjoyable. when it does, it's, yeah, totally, yeah. yeah, yeah. The goal of the show is not to make fun it just happens yeah. once in a while <laughs> right. so it's great so yeah thanks for bringing us uh of course which i don't think that would have necessarily been the case with all the movies you suggested but <laughs> <laughs> they still would have been fun to watch 
<laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, all of them. I was actually very good with all of those. But yeah. uh, thank you so much, Jackie. Thank you. Please tell us again what you've got going on, where people can go uh, for, you know, seclusion one, seclusion two. If you want to do a plug about the writing block, please, whatever you'd like to talk about, the floor is yours. Not that he's like suggesting that maybe you plug the writing block. <laughs> I will. So, uh, I mean, writing that's... block, which is uh, writing block with no K. Uh, just BLOC.com. We have a podcast. We have a website with lots of writing articles on it. Uh, we have some other community projects that are in the works. And we also have been putting out a short story anthology every year. So the second one should be coming out this fall or winter. And then we're con- you know planning on doing another one each year. And there's always a theme. Um, and then 20 to 25 indie authors all write a short story around that theme. So all different genres. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. And then um, my novel, The Seclusion, came out last September. It's for, you know, fans of dystopian sci-fi. Um, it just won a Forward Indies Award for science fiction. Congrats. Which was Congrats. Thank you. And the sequel is now crowdfunding. And any support would be... Really appreciated. Uh, again, every single backer gets a free copy of book one. So okay. please check it out. Where where is Thanks it crowdfunding? So <laughs> what was that? I said where is it crowdfunding? Oh, it. Sorry, yeah, more information would be good. Um, it is crowdfunding through Inkshares, which is the same publisher that Patrick used. And so you can go to inkshares.com. Um, I think it's backslash books, backslash the seclusion part two, or you can just find a link on my Twitter account, which is at jcastlewrites. And and how many awesome. copies do you need to pre-sell? What's your goal? Uh, we need to get to 750. And we think we're at now we're at, I think, exactly 350 at the moment. All right. so the first one was, nice. was published this way also. Um, and so, you know, the first one, I think that when you're crowdfunding a first book, it's um, a little more that people are really excited to help you launch your career and the sequel, you know, when you go through a crowdfunded publisher again, um, you know, you have to uh, you find a little more creative ways to sell it. Because yeah. while people, you have your followers that love your writing, there's also like, well, why are you crowdfunding this second book? And unfortunately, it just kind of works that way when you're using this type of publisher. So um, please go check it out. And I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> awesome. Right. Did you want me to do the Twitter thing? You can engage the community in whatever ways you feel. <laughs> okay. Uh, and we would love to connect with you on social medias. You can follow us at Let's Rewatch, where we do fun stuff like the movie poll, where you guys get to pick the movie like you did this time. And also, don't forget, we have a Facebook group. Yeah. So if you liked our podcast, please give us a positive review on iTunes and tell your friends. We'd love to get more listeners. And for those newbies out there, thank you so much for joining us. We are so happy to have you. All right. Well, that is the show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Join us next time as we watch a movie that asks a question that I feel like a lot of our listeners are asking. Are we done yet? (laughs) I I feel like some listeners got to think our disjointed sign-offs are a bit...